what's up nerds welcome to another episode of the bandwagon fan this is the show where we talk about all things pop culture and what we're into right now i'm josh i'm aj and i'm doing the intro oh th- thank you for remembering this time how's it going man how's it's your going, week how been? You? good been man crazy. it's been crazy yeah Here you know I, i've been playing harry potter uh excuse me nice. hogwarts Leg- legacy uh i don't know if you've heard some of the the I guess you can say controversy around it, but there are people. Oh, yeah, there are people on the internet who are actively like, you know, you shouldn't play it because J.K. Rowling is a transphobe, and there are people who are playing it and they're saying, hey, you know, I mean, she owns the property, but she doesn't represent the community behind the property. If that makes any sense. Yeah, that's, so it's the camp yeah, I'm in. Yeah, you know, and I, me too. Um, I think. It's not that big of a deal because the reality is you can't cancel J.K. Rowling because she owns the property. So yeah, no matter how much you 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 hoot and shout and stomp your feet, uh, she owns the property. So it's just easier to ignore her existence than it is to try to ignore Harry Potter. (laughs) I think you just you perfectly summarized it. Yeah, 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 man, it's it's so crazy. Um, You know, we uh, you know, I think I think it's important though to to like always understand that like not every author or writer is a reflection of their work. You know what I mean? Because in her case, right, she doesn't, I mean, Harry Potter is not about her life or her experiences, but in the comic that we're, that we're discussing today, I think you can say that that's an example of the opposite, right? Where there are probably parts of this work that are pulled from some level of, reality from the the writer's life and i think that's what makes that work of art come to life you know what i mean um, yeah I, I i totally agree with that and like there, there's a for those who don't know static it, there's a legacy here this isn't a new character yeah so if, you're, if you're listening if you never heard of the character static uh there, there's some history here yeah so i mean we're today we're going to be talking about static shock season one um i did not know that this was kind of like a I don't know, like a like a like a re envisioning or or re like a reboot. revamp reboot, yeah. I guess you could say. Um, and admittedly, and probably disappointingly, so I don't know a ton about Static Shock as a comic character. Um, okay. I don't think Static is part of like they're not part. He's not part of the DC universe, right? Uh, um, this time around, I don't think so. I think so. I, I think we need to like go back from to the beginning. Yeah, to, to kind of explain like how we got to where we are now. Back in the in the early '90s, uh, like late '80s, early '90s, there was this movement uh, by some black creators, comic creators, who wanted to create a a, a publisher slash imprint. It became an imprint that that kind of diversified comics. Stereotypically, mm. I mean, my my stance there's always a kernel of truth. Not there's often a kernel of truth to a, a stereotype, and so the stereotypical comic book reader w- w- was a white male. Yes. Nothing wrong with that, but there there are other people. I don't like to say people of color because it feels like a trap that somebody made to to say colored. <laughs> but they want there there wasn't a lot of diversity in comics, and the right. comic readers are a diverse group. Right. You had some people like Dwayne McDuffie, Dennis Cohen, a um, bunch of others that I'm totally blanking on right now, who created something called Milestone, and they created their own universe called Dakota. The Dakotaverse, and it's in Dakota City, which 
I didn't know until recently, is supposed to be representative of a Midwestern city. Which which city? Uh, I, I'm not sure if they, they like specifically picked one, but it's just supposed to be like the Midwest. Somewhere. Okay, okay. I kind of I kind of figured as much from the yeah. from the comic. Yeah, and so they created this thing called Milestone to um, create more diverse characters, and one of their most well known characters was Static, and. Eventually, DC picked up Milestone, and Milestone became an imprint of DC, so DC was publishing these comics. Oh, okay. And then after a time, I don't know the politics behind it, but uh, a character like Static eventually entered the DC universe, and yeah. you, you would know more about this than I would, because I believe he's in Young Justice. So, I don't recall his character. So, the if he is in Young Justice, it may be a minor blip because they introduce so many characters to the show um and they cycle out basically the 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 characters every season um hey every arc they cycle out characters within a season so if he's in there um he may be referenced uh if you remember i explained uh, earlier i think on the podcast we talked about this before that uh, young justice spans across a couple years so okay, right. the, the so that's one of the other things that factor to the compilation yeah. of the Young Justice <laughs> uh, team. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, you know, he I was a little confused because I wasn't sure. Like, oh, is he still part of the DCU or oh, okay. you know what I mean? Like that that that's where I was a little confused at yeah. first. So he he was like he was in part of the New Fifty Two, which I haven't read, but I heard wasn't that great. Mm. Um, and I forgot to mention, Milestone eventually had to shut down. Um, unfortunate. People will speculate why that happened, but the reality of the situation is, is there was like a the comic book, like there was like a bubble that burst, so a lot yeah. of like things were failing. So it wouldn't be what some people might say is the reason they failed. Not gonna give air to, to those <laughs> to those speculations um, because like it was a very successful, popular. Um, branding and like really cool characters and uh a couple years ago it was it was announced that milestone milestone was going to return and they were going to publish some milestone stories under dc again so that's what the that's what the milestone returns thing on the top of the comic means yeah yeah okay 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 so this was like a, a a comeback for milestone and as far as I know, it's it's set back again in the Dakota verse, and it does not cross over with the DC universe. But DC, there is now. a DC logo on the comic, though, at least yeah, on the season one comic. It, yeah. You know, you're right. And as far as I know, Milestone is just an imprint, and so okay. it's like basically DC is like, hey, we will print your stuff for you as long as you let us put our logo on it and stuff like that. Okay. And, and that um, a lot of co- companies will do this. There's like imprints okay. of. Um, like a big publisher will print some smaller publishers too. Um, and, and that's what brings us to, to Static Season 1. Um, not to be confused with Static Shock Season 1. Static right. Shock was the, the TV show, the TV which show. is absolutely yeah. amazing. Yeah, voiced by Phil Lamar, I believe, yeah. if I remember correctly, right? Oh, Phil wow, Lamar. okay. And then I think uh, the principal, uh, Principal Lewis from American Dad was also on the show. I think he played the the dad on that show too. So okay. yeah, so a lot of a lot of prominent There's, voice actors, black voice actors on that show. There is, and um, I believe it was Dennis Cohen, um, maybe Dwayne McDuffie. I think yeah, I think Dwayne McDuffie as well. R.I.P. He passed. Oh wow. like ten years ago. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he dude. He wrote 
so many TV shows. He worked on Static Shock. He worked on Justice League Unlimited. He worked on Ben 10. He worked on a lot of DC animated oh, movies. That's where I know him from. Ben dude, 10. Dude, yes, dude you're was right. A goat. Yeah, he wrote the he wrote the yes, you're totally right. Forgot about that. Yeah, good call. Out. That's good call like out. that's one of the the milestone founders and one of wow. the static creators. So dude is goaded in my book. Yeah. Yeah. Um and yeah, so Milestone came back and there was uh an initial issue called Milestone Infinite. And it kind of sets the background behind what the Dakota verse is going to be like this time around. Sure. And it starts off with a bang. No extra shirt. Fine. Well, pun intended. Pun intended. Yeah, you could definitely say there, pun intended. There, there, there's, there's a bang. And um, a lot of people were very unhappy with how this story starts. Um, well, and- I think. Well, OK, so let's get into it. So th- so what Josh is referencing here is that if this is. If this is the 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 the, the big bang for this Dakotaverse uh, series of comics, they all literally originate at the first what five pages of this comic, and oh, yeah. it doesn't really go into too much detail. We're kind of brought into like the after effect, I guess, or like the the end of the conflict, I guess you could say. Um, yeah, but people take issue with like it's honestly like the first like page or two. Yeah, because well, it's a so police protest. Around, it's a yeah, pro- that's the beat around. Well, it's it's a BLM protest. BLM protest. Yes, and yeah. holy cow, did that trigger some snowflake people? And oh, by snowflake really? People, I mean the people who are against BLM. I'm using that snowflake term sarcastically. Holy cow, well, did they say that comics have gone woke and political? Even though that's always been a thing, but whatever. Yeah, that's 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 been a cornerstone of comics for a very very long time. Um, I think for starters, you know the the, the context of this, you know, the, I, and I, now that I think about it, the really funny thing is that they don't really go into the the details of pushing political agenda, right? Uh, in this comic series, right? It, 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 the BLM protest is a backdrop, and it's supposed to give you an idea of who Virgil is. Virgil is Static, um, and it's supposed to give you a, a context of who he is and who his friends are and kind of what it's like being a 15, 16 year old in this time. You know what I mean? And I think the funny thing is, do we get a clear context of why he was there? Um, so, you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, there's like different reasons. There's different, there's different so theories. There, there's two main reasons. One reason is that he's being bullied at yes. school. He's trying to yes. hide from this bully. He's trying to hide from the bully. Francis. Yeah. The other thing is that this girl he likes, uh, Frida, invited him to go. Yes. So it's kind of like a, a, a combination of the two. Yes. And, and honestly, like we, we talked about this with the whole Superman, the John Kent stuff. Yeah. Yeah. People are mad about like that being quote unquote woke. If you think that, like, then the comic's not for you. Yeah. And, that, I mean, and that's okay. Like, you can read other stuff. It's not for you anyways, right? But I guess the point the point I was trying to make was that it, it's not even... It, it's just funny to see that people get mad when they see the words BLM. You know, I, I have this joke that I share with my wife all the time that, like, there's this new thing happening now where, like, there are a certain group of Americans who associate the word black with woke. So every time they see something black on TV or something, they're like, oh, this is woke. Or, yeah. oh, you know, I don't want to make this political. And it's like, it's just a black person on TV or it's just a black person. <laughs> and we're like, what about this is political? I don't understand. So it's just funny because out of the context, right, they don't ever really go, you know, Virgil isn't a 
freedom fighter. At least he's not, he's not an activist. He was he's just not an activist. Yes. And, uh, well, and I thought that's one of the first things that I think the, the series did that very that mirrored really well his character arc. And, you know, it's not a very long, it's only, what, six comics, right? The the, the yeah, compilation. Yeah. So it, it's only six comics of season one, but you see the character arc where it's like, okay, whether he was hiding, being a coward, or whether he was only there for a girl, um, we see his his character change by the end of this comic series, right? And so I, I thought that was, that's a very unique way. And ultimately, it, it's about a Black kid, Living in America, living in Midwest America. I mean, how many of these 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 assaults on people of color? I mean, just in what Tennessee, we had those 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 five officers uh, assault, you know, the, and, and kill one man. You know what I mean? It, it happens in Middle America a lot, um, a lot more at least that's televised. And so I think it's just trying to show a perspective of like, hey, you know what? This is the times we are in. And I think they use that backdrop really well. Agreed, agreed. And, and that's what makes the story so grounded. Because following the protest, you see Virgil with his family, and they're all trying to figure out how to help him in their own different ways. Yeah. And what's really cool is like you get a strong sense of the family dynamic here. Yeah. And I love that it's not the trope of like the quote unquote like broken. Yeah, there's minority. no dad. Yeah, yeah. There's no dad in the home. Mom's on crack or whatever. Right. The sister's got seven baby moms, baby daddies, whatever. Like it's none of that. You know what I mean? If they're they're a, they're a modern nuclear family and they love each other very much. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and, and, but like it's not sugarcoated. They're not no. a perfect family. No. Like, like his his dad is like real hard lined about like we need to do this we need to do that. His mom has the other much, perspective very much on in that. the vein of like a like a old school like like black activist type of thing where he's yeah. like we have to defend ourselves. You know what I mean? Like he's very like like very uh, I don't want to say paranoid, but you know he's just very conscious of yeah. his family and protecting his family. You know what I mean? And, and like I mean he should be like yeah. I don't blame him. And and then on the flip side, his mom. Say, like very much wants to protect her child, but yeah. she's a doctor, so she wants to take the more scientific approach. Right. And then his sister Sharon, like she's kind of in the middle. Like she's like a, a really nice, like, like medium, like middle ground between the mom and the dad and Virgil. And I really, I like the fact that they get along. Yeah, like, they all they, they're, like, they're they family. Fight. They well, feel like a real Virgil family. and Sharon. Yes. Like the, their dynamic is really cool because like. A lot of times you, you see a depiction of siblings where like they hate each other. Yeah. And like, like, I mean, they like hound each other in the, in the series, but like you could, like they very clearly love each other and she's the, the older sister. And like, she very clearly takes that role seriously in, in a realistic way. In my opinion. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, and I think that goes to show uh, kind of where his state of mind is because in the beginning of the comic, you know, this big bang, because uh, I don't know if we really explained it, but we can kind of get into that. But uh, during that protest, the police used experimental gas to try to defuse the crowd. Um, now, the police didn't know what the gas was going to do. Um, they were only given it to use as a force. And we kind of we kind of get snips and pieces of kind of that this was supposed to this was like a, a test subject that had gone wrong. And it this this bang mutated a lot of the the people in the crowd a lot of, a lot of the 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 well not even not all of them were protesters just anyone who was in the vicinity of the smoke 
got mutated and some of them died. Some of them were horribly disfigured and some of them gained supernatural powers. And so um, Static is, or Virgil, I should say, is coming out of this, I guess, a recovery period at the beginning of the, in the first issue. And he's, he's, he's angry, you know, he's real angry because he's, he's, I mean, it's traumatizing, you know, it's really traumatizing to experience something like that at his age. And everyone in his family is trying to figure out how to help him. And he doesn't like that feeling of being helpless. You know what I mean? And, and you know, an escape for a lot of people would be school. You know, you right. go see your friends. That's not the case for Virgil. Francis, his bullies there. And <laughs> for some reason, Francis really hates Virgil for not being black enough because Virgil is a nerd. He's well, a nerd. I laughed at this part because there, you know, growing up as, you know, for, for those who don't know, listening to the podcast, I, I grew up, I went, to, I went to private school, right? I know I don't sound like your depiction of what a black person sounds like. You have no idea how many times growing up people told me things like, hey, you sound really white. And then I would say, what does a white person sound like? And they said, well, come on, you know what I mean? And I'm like, no, explain to me, what does a white person sound like? Uh, I have met kids in my life who love to try to tell me that they are more black than I am. And the reality is I laughed at Francis's character because not only is he like the most annoying white person, the white person who thinks they are more black than a black person, but then on top of that, He's a total D-bag. Um, and he was uh, he was at the protest because he found, he was looking for Virgil, right? Yeah. Is that essentially what it was or whatever? Um, so he also got powers as well. And so, you know, the second Virgil and, and Francis see each other, it's on site. You know what I mean? It's on site. And they start to fight. And, and, and Virgil, with his powers, he can control electricity. Um they don't explain it a whole lot and he can throw hands now and he almost kills Francis. And if yes. it were not for the fact that his friends, Richie and Frida were there, like yeah. he probably would have killed Francis and right. it kind of, it causes him to pause to be like, okay, I need to figure this thing out. And, 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 and there's further complications where like one of his old friends, Darius um, is trying to expose like what the government's doing with the bang babies or like kidnapping people. Darius um, kind of comes and goes in the series. He's like the, he was like the adopted like friend that would always hang out with Virgil and like they've kind of had a falling out. Uh, and then Derek, the football player, like the star yeah. of the school, takes credit for being at Francis. Um, and, and and again, like Frida and Richie are really worried about about Virgil and like what's going on with him. Like who who is he becoming? Like what happened to him? And and again, like back with with his family, like later at dinner. They, they still have the, the parents have different approaches to the situation. And again, like Sharon, his sister, like I love she she points out. She's like, hey, he's 16. Like he should have a say in this. Um, he, he should be included in this conversation. This isn't like, a oh, let your mother. He's, and here. I talk about he's here in the room. Yeah, yeah he, he is old enough. Like he's a young man now. Let's bring him into this conversation. Um, and then who shows up? Francis. Um, shows up at the Hawkins home and right. lights it on fire. Wants revenge after a fight with Virgil, you know, out of sheer pettiness, he tries to burn down the house. Uh, but Virgil, uh, which is also something I, I kind of missed, so I had to reread again. But I didn't catch that, like, Virgil was part of the experiment 
maybe unknowingly for the tear gas stuff or the 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 the, the special the science gas stuff. I didn't catch that that oh, he was yeah. That, so okay, so if we rewind a little bit, one of the you know the, the, what I think what's kind of cool is that there's this there's like many like cutscenes in some of these uh, comic series, and one of them in the beginning, if you remember, was uh, that scientist uh, Doctor Metcalf. Remember? Yeah. And um, they're in a boardroom and. Uh, one of the ladies, or he says something along the lines of it. I'm, I'm abbreviating here, and I, you know, again, I may be, I may have misinterpreted it, but he's basically saying like, oh, well, this isn't going to look good because it's, it's going to look like I let an unqualified black kid who had, who only got into a program to because he's black, be the catalyst for this catastrophe. And someone says, yeah, obviously. And later, as we find out. Um, you know, there is a Virgil does have a relationship with that doctor because he's part of like the like a STEM program for okay. for, for kids. So wow. that's where, so we'll get into a little bit more. But like again, I had to reread it because I'm like, oh, because that's how he gets the suit. Right? Yeah. Do, yes, do you remember yes, that yes. part? Okay. So I that's did, how just, yeah. Yeah. So that's how he gets the suit because because he worked with him on the project. And but he doesn't know the gap. I I think what's going on here is that he doesn't understand that the project he was working on is the reason why he has the powers in the first place. Oh, okay. So I missed yeah. that part. Yeah. So so I'm inferring this because okay. if you kind of read, I had to reread it because yeah. I, I was like, wait a minute, am I missing something? And I reread. I'm like, oh, I think I think he was part of it because he even made a you know. Let, let's let's continue through the yeah, story, right? Say, because if you're, if you're listening, we'll, we'll explain. Yeah, we'll, we'll explain later. a little bit more. But you know, um, you know, essentially, Francis gets 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 taken. I this part I didn't super understand how he got taken, but you know, uh, Josh had mentioned earlier that Darius is you know trying to show like what the government's doing to bang babies and finds out that there's this character named Holocaust. Um, I don't even think we see his powers. Do we ever see Holocaust's powers? Not really, no. Okay, we don't see Holocaust's powers. But, you know, he's this guy and he's trying to galvanize, he's trying to galvanize the, the, all the people in, who've been affected by the, 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 big, the, the Big Bang and trying to start his own army. Um, but before he can do that, it gets broken up and a bunch of these people get taken by the government, right? Uh, simultaneously, Virgil, is, you know, calls Dr. Metcalf and trying to ask him for help. He ends up in Dr. Metcalf's lab and he takes the suit. He takes the suit and the suit can manipulate metal. This, it's the suit that does it, right? Or it allows him to channel that power better, I think. Um, it's just supposed to be like a protective suit. And then he also yes. found he, um, it was like a kinetic metal. Yeah. Um, which you, you, it gets explored a little bit later. Right. Um, and then, yeah, and, and then the, the cops show up. Yes. They think Metcalf did something. And, you know. Well, if you, if you remember in the beginning of the series, when that, that boardroom scene happened, Metcalf goes home and he's like, they're going to try to pin this on me. Yeah. And we see him suit up and he, he looks like, like Kang the Conqueror in his like suit. And we don't know what happened to him. You know what I mean? So we're like, yo, what just happened? <laughs> I believe he's supposed to be the milestone character hardware. Oh, okay. Who has his own comic series, and he's about to have a secondary series where he uh, fights another milestone character named Rocket. Is he a hero or a villain? I think he's supposed to be an anti-hero. Cause, I like, feel okay because they set him up like an anti-hero because he's he like, "I'm out." <laughs> yeah, but you know, wait, or is it him? Because I think we see him later on because the cops show up. I don't even remember that one guy, 
and they're like, "What are you wearing?" He's like, yes. "Oh, you came yes. to an unarmed." Bl- okay, that's what I'm. That's what I'm referencing. Yeah, that's okay. what I'm referencing. That that at least in my version, that was like kind of in the beginning. That was like it was kind of like stitching it between kind of flipped back and forth, which I like. I, I like that. I like that it's stitching yeah. these 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 stories together for you to put it together. But anyways, when he gets the suit and he figures out he can manipulate metal, he makes a comment basically saying, oh, thank, like, whatever the, the equivalent of their STEM program is. And that's why I put it together. I'm like, oh, I think he's a student of Dr. Metcalf, which also, and I'm just totally, like, tinfoil hat AJ. You guys know how I like to do that. But tinfoil hat AJ, I think the reason he survived the gas in the first place is because he already was a subject of the experiment. And he doesn't okay. know that. Okay. That's my theory because I find it very weird that like Dr. Metcalf would have these things specifically for Virgil. How would he have these things if he didn't know what those things would manifest? You see what I'm trying to say? Like yeah. it would just seem very wow. matter of fact, very no. ex machina. Like he pops into the lab, he gets yeah. a suit. The suit just so happens to allow him to help him boost his powers. I think. We'll find out, and this is the theory. I could be way off, but I think what we'll find out in later series is that, like, Dr. Metcalf, maybe, maybe as a nefarious, maybe nefariously, like, was testing on Virgil. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. To some oh, degree. Dude, I'll, I'll, I'll put that tinfoil head on, too. Because yeah. I'm, like, 90% sure he is the character hardware. Yeah. And, like, he's supposed to be, like, a, a more militant, like, I mean, remember what this is written. This is written, like, in the 90s. Um, by like Dennis Cowan and, and um, Dwayne McDuffie, and I I do wonder if there's supposed to be like some sort of like a militant like you know like the Black Panther Malcolm X type of thing of like right I'm a black man I'm tired almost, of being oppressed I'm almost like a um, almost like a Magneto character yes yeah you know which, what I mean which is supposed to be like Malcolm X if people right. don't know if you right, right. Exactly. your comics Magneto's Malcolm X Professor X is MLK. Right. So if you didn't know that, now you know. <laughs> now you know. If you don't know, now you know. And, so, and, yeah. So, well, I, so this part, I was... And, and by the way, can I just comment? I love the way this comic is drawn, by the way. It's drawn yeah. incredibly, by the way. It's <laughs> the scenes where, like, he's using his powers. I'm like, yo, that's crazy. That's a it's a crazy, yeah. like, like way to depict these things. But it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. Um, and, you know, after this point, you know, we find out that the, the location at Holocaust had brought all the bang babies. Uh, Francis rats them all out in exchange for, uh, I guess, clemency, really. That, that's, that's what he's after and becomes like a, a government. A yeah, because yeah. a guard, gov- a government goon. Because, well, we're saying government. We technically don't know they're part of the government, right? But, but you kind of know. Right, yeah, so know. yeah, they, we kind of make the assumption. So he makes a deal. He says, hey, I know where to find more uh, bang babies in exchange for clemency. AKA Virgil. And so they, you know, they go to the school, they're looking for Virgil, they go to his house and we have, we get an awesome moment where Mrs. and Mr. Hawkins are like, get out of our house. Like, you don't even have a warrant. We don't even know you. And like, I love like the chirp from the neighborhood be like, yeah. yo, isn't that the kid that burned down the house? And you're, you chose me the good guys. I, that made me laugh. I was like, <laughs> no, but, but, like, it's such like a, like there's zero superheroing happening. And it's one of my favorite scenes, especially yeah. his mom. His, his mom. mom does not mess around. She's like, she's, you she's badass. need to get out of here. And she, yeah. she makes a comment earlier about to her, the father, and like I love it, like it's a healthy relationship because she checks him because he's like, oh, like we can't trust doctors, blah blah blah. And she's like, uh, excuse me, I'm a woman and I'm black. Like yeah. I know what it's like for the medical field for people like us. 
Well, yeah. Statistically, I, mean, we... I, I like I don't have this experience, but like black women have typically, like statistically, like uh, poor experiences in, in the healthcare system. My my brother is currently in med school, and his whole thesis for his med school is how medicine is heavily skewed differently for people of color, specifically black oh, women. Yeah, good for yeah him. That's, that's his, that's his whole, that's his uh, you know, shout, out, shout out to Tyler. Yeah. Tyler, uh, way a, to go. A, a, little, a little genius. But anyways, uh, he's, um, but it, but it could, because it's true. You'd be surprised in 2023, in 2023, right? That's when we're, that's when we're going to release this episode. The things that kids are still being taught in medical school. And there are still certain uh, branches of medicine that have this belief that black people, for example, can experience more pain than other people of color. Yes, not lying. It's, it's that's real stuff, and that's just one of many things, right? So that scene was even more poignant when you look at it from the perspective that, like, statistically, black and brown people are less trusting of medicine than than anyone else, and that scene is supposed to basically show the 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 mindset of both you know, his, his, his mom and his dad and that they're, they're, you know, they're a team, but they do definitely have two different ways of, of achieving their goals and their, and their missions, you know, like, like, like Mr. Hawkins is always like, we got to train, we got to train. And she's always like, okay, well let's find the problem. You know, like they have two different ways of doing things. I love that. That's how a real family, that's how my family is. Yeah. Know? So Th- that's how, it, how it should be. And, and, and so like that was earlier. And like, to go back to, to the current situation we were talking about, like, she tells the goon, the government goons, like, go, like, go. Yeah. You don't belong here. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's like one of my favorite scenes in the whole series, to be honest. Yeah. It was like great. little moments, like family moments. Well, I love uh, that moment where like Virgil's kind of like sighing of relief. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, it, yeah. it's one of the, it's a little moment, but it's like, as a hero, we're so used to like other heroes having other hero people around them to help them. And it's nice to see that like he's counting on regular, his family. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's yeah. you know his parents. You know what I mean? Like that's uh they're the biggest heroes in his life if you if you look at it from that perspective. So that was a great scene. I like that scene. Like yeah, it. yeah. P- people who who do their best to parent the children, like you're the real heroes out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then after following that, uh, Virgil's kind of messing around with that kinetic metal that he had. Um, and like we we don't really know what it is. Like again, it feels like the like you were saying that the Metcalf. Like why would you leave that specifically there? Yeah, because it's very apparent. Like it, this was made for Virgil to be able to use. Uh, he can like use it to like uh, as like a to do a lot of things. On. He can make yeah. armor, weapons, like whatever. He can do all sorts of stuff. And then he decides he's like, okay, like I I need to do something now. And he reaches out to Darius, the the friend he had a falling out with, and he uh, he's like, hey, like let's try to figure out what's going on with the Bang Babies. Like where are they being taken? And and then after that, his sister Sharon. Uh, pops up and um, she's like, "Hey, like, she's very real about it. She's like, hey, like, I know, like, what you can do. I know what you're about. And she's a uh, she's a paramedic. And she, she's like, here, like, I know, like, how your powers kind of work. But this this family is very intelligent. Virgil, and and I don't think we mentioned this earlier. Virgil is a nerd. Yeah, and he he's able to do so many cool things with his powers because he understands the science behind his powers. Like, he's not guessing. He's using science." to to, um, to learn and to work with his powers. And, and his sister recognizes that too. And so she gives him these glucose tablets and a jacket. She's like, hey, like you can use these to, to recharge. And so, you know, he's got his kit ready to go. He's got his costume, which is a, a throwback to the old static. Old static. Uh, comic 
uh, yeah. costume. And, and he goes, and, and uh, Richie and Frida decide to to come and help out too. They're they're all suited up, looking like they're ready. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. ready to go. And, and then we have Hot Streak versus Static. Hot Streak yeah. is Francis. Yeah. Yeah. Oh that's yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. That's his. That. That's his street name now. Hot Streak. Well, that he gave to himself. That he gave to himself fittingly. Yes, very fittingly. <laughs> which Virgil says that's weak. <laughs> uh, and he barbecues Virgil. Yeah, right in the face. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's a pretty good scene, though. Again, this is draw all drawn beautifully, so I highly recommend checking out the comic just for the artwork alone because it's it's nuts, you know. Yeah, uh, we, we can't do it justice. Yeah, we can't do it justice. But Hot Streak's be- ability to to create fire around him, and I guess Virgil, same thing. You know, it creates electricity around him. It, it looks awesome. It looks awesome on the comic. I'm like, I this would look crazy animated, by the way, if like. If it was like animated as a TV show, like that would look really cool. Like, I know that this may not sound like it makes sense, but a lot of the ways they do like the Japanese anime animation now where it's like, you know, high, like high frame rate scenes like this would really work for something like that. So and it's funny you said that because something I was going to say later on is that what I really like about the art style, you have multiple artists working on this. Yes. Um. But but throughout a lot of it, there's like this anime manga feel to it. Yes, yeah, and that's it's yeah. Such a it's, cool that's, aesthetic. That's exactly what I mean. I'm like, dude, this would be so cool as an anime, but I don't know oh, how dude, that would. I would love yeah, that. but it would be really really cool because it's like some of those scenes. I'm like, this is drawn incredibly. Um, which which is also fitting because Virgil is a fan of anime. Yeah, and his dad got him into anime, and yeah. his dad back was a fan of anime in like the '80s. So like his yes. dad's like an OG nerd too. Yeah. So, so let's say like the style fits the story. It's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, but yes, um, uh, Virgil in his fight uh, uses the glu- <laughs> the glucose tabs and it, it, it allows him to just like heal, which I guess they'll explain at some point because he definitely got his like face burned off. Right. So like they, 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 they kind of explain it a little bit. Yeah. That, like the the glucose. So his, his powers run on like like his blood sugar and all that stuff. Yeah. And so the glucose kind of gives him the boost of that, which allows his powers to like kind of like jumpstart his body's natural healing factor. Yeah. And because he took the glucose tablets, it's like over 9000. OK, so levels, like, another, another tinfoil hat thing. Maybe it's in there. Where I just missed it. But I, you know, if you remember in the beginning when the people got tear gas, you know, Virgil actually describes it like your face is melting off. You remember that? Mm, yeah. And so I think what the I, one of the other reasons why I think he may have already had the powers, and that's why he didn't die in the gas attack, is because the two weeks he didn't go to school, I think that was the time his body like regenerated. Oh, you know what I'm okay. saying? Like that's my theory, at least, right? Because when you think about it, that's what the glucose tabs is essentially trying to emulate—that regeneration. Yeah, so, yeah. just tinfoil hat. But I, if that's true, that's really cool. That's that's a cool callback. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. So so yeah, powers over nine thousand. Uh, he's good to go. <laughs> and, and during this time, Frida and Richie are freeing the Bang Babies who are in captivity. Uh, Virgil and his friends disarm. Um, a group of, of bang babies who are actually working for the government. They, they took a deal kind of like Francis and uh, they, they, they tried to fight Virgil and his friends. Yeah. Uh, they're able, they're able to um, disarm them. And then he kind of goes super saying, yeah, like, I, I think he basically just like EMPs the building. I think he over. Yeah. Basically he was an EMP um, to the building. Correct. I think so too. And yeah. then after that, the, 
the news and like again like this is like some people are gonna say it's woke some people are gonna realize that it, it's the reality of what happens that the, the news agency they're trying to spin what happened in a certain direction right and this goes both ways and in this instance they're saying how the bang babies are thugs they're rioters they destroyed this building and then virgil's like no not letting that happen so apparently he can uh he can himself put, him, over, put himself in a, yeah, I, which that's a crazy power. He can, well, you know what? That's not true because he did say when he supercharged, he's like, I'm the machine. I'm the machine yeah, guy, whatever. I'm the guy in the machine. And the guy in the machine or something like that. Yeah. What's that from? Uh, I don't know. I can't remember. But um, I think, I think what he did in that moment was figure out a way to tap into stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll see how that manifests. You know, is it just like, is he just like Star Wars throwing his vision or throwing his, his body in another location just to talk to people? Or can he actually teleport that way? That'd be, that'd be kind of cool. <laughs> that'd be pretty cool. Um, yeah. Uh, then we get, get this. We Oh, sorry. We're going to. No, 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 you go. You go. So we get a scene after that where the like the lead government honcho that was in charge of stuff going on. He is in his room and he's like, OK, like I got to fix the situation. And then he hears this voice and basically it looks like the shadow, the shadows in his room, kill him or attack yeah. him. Yeah. Did you, I don't know. I forgot to ask, did you ever watch the static shock show? No, I never watched the show. Okay. So I, re- I feel like that was a reference to something. Cause I'm like, what, what is happening? Yeah. I don't know if it's a, a character from just the show, if it was from the comics too. Okay. But like, if you have seen the show, maybe read the old comics, it's a, a reference to like a, a very significant character, at least okay. from the show. Okay. So like when when I first saw that I was like yo and you know what, um, actually yeah I'll I'll, I'll um go on more about that character uh, in in a minute. Um, so yeah, th- this guy gets got by the shadows in his room. Right. Um, and then the story concludes where Virgil and his family are having dinner, and this time it's is his friends, and you kind of get the sense of like this is like a very normal thing for them. Yeah. And it, and even um. Darius is back. Like he, he, he like he used he's, to be there for dinner. Yeah, he used to be the friend. He used to be the friend. Yeah, he's, he's back. He's back in the fold. And uh, they're kind of just hanging out, eating dinner, and then Virgil's phone. He gets a notification from a program that Darius made that tags like when a bang baby's in trouble. And so uh, Virgil's like, "All right, I gotta go." And he he uh, leaves and reveals uh, the gift that his sister gave to him, which is a new costume. Which uh, kind of seemed like a throwback to the, uh, the static shock. Uh, static shock. Right? Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. And that's how it ended. And that's how it yeah. ended. It was, well, for now. <laughs> yeah. So that's that was season one. Um, yeah. Kind of like some closing thoughts about that is I loved the Hawkins family dynamic. It feels real. Like, I was like, I want to be in that family. <laughs> yeah. It feels no, real. Yeah. It's healthy. Um, and then the art and character designs are unlike anything I've seen in so many comics, um, it, 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 like I said, it was like an anime manga style. And then all the character outfits, like even like the, like the, the quote unquote civilian outfits, yeah. they felt like they were like models on a runway. Right. Like they, everyone looks so good and so cool. Right. Um, I, I, I really enjoyed this, you know, the origin stories are a dime a dozen nowadays, you know, but I feel like this did it in a way where it doesn't come off cheesy. You know, I think it almost did it a service to not go into like, this is exactly why his powers do this and this and stuff like that. And it's more just about, 
Um, really him just getting over that trauma. And, you know, from the beginning of the comic, he's angry and he's, I mean, let's be honest, he's afraid. He's tired of, of getting pushed around all the time. And at the end, we see him, you know, learn to start to learn to embrace that, you know, the, the age old with great power comes great responsibility. Right. So, um, I liked it. I thought it was really, really cool. Uh, I can't wait to read more, you know, cause you know, this is, I think this has a lot of potential. There were so many different threads. We didn't know what, we didn't really learn what the ATF is up to. Uh, we don't have, we don't know what happened to Francis. Um, we still don't know what happened to Dr. Metcalf. Where is he going? There's so many things we need to know the answers for. So I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, um, to me, like this is a, it's a, a new hero for a new generation and like, you know, for the comic industry to survive, like we need new heroes. Um, and it's important to like make things contemporary. Yeah. And like a character like this, it's a young black man who, um, you know, is part of a protest at the beginning. And like, he's kind of dealing with school and just all these other issues are very important. And, um, I was explaining to a customer at my comic store, like why a character like this is necessary because yeah. he was like, you know, like, like they try to like make these legacy characters where there's like a black Batman and a black this or that. And I was like, that's because there's other characters and I mentioned static who like that, that that's what that role is trying to fill right there is like creating something um, no. unique right there. And if yeah. people don't read it, it's not going to continue to be published. Right. And, and he, he was listening. Like, we we're talking for a little bit. He's like, you know what? He's like, I really appreciate you saying that. He's like, I never thought about it that way. And so, yeah, it, just a little, my little spiel that like this kind of uh, story is important. Like, please buy these kinds of stories so they can be out there. Yeah. And there, there is going to be a, a season two of static and it's confirmed that that shadow cr- thing, little spoiler is going to be Ebon, who was uh, the big bad from the static shock TV show. Okay. Okay. Um, so in that first issue is out, so you can go pick it up at your local comic store, go support your local comic store um, and, and read a story that explores so many things like racism, police brutality, sexism, government abuse, um, and what's really cool is like all all the nods to like what came before to like Dwayne McDuffie, RIP to Dennis Cohen. Um, so go go check this out. Totally on board on the bandwagon for for a season two, which is out now. Yeah, I'm not a big comic book reader, but I enjoyed reading this a lot, and uh, I'm definitely probably going to check out more of these series. Um, so yeah, I'm on the bandwagon as well. And that's uh, let's wrap up our show, guys. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, if you like what you heard, let us know. You can follow us on any social media uh, platform, Twitter, Instagram, uh, TikTok. Uh, I think those are our most used ones. Um, if you liked our podcast, you know, let us know. If you're on Anchor slash Spotify, leave us a like. Uh, you can also find us on Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Google Podcasts, anywhere you get your podcast from. That's where we are. Thanks for listening. See you next time. The Bandwagon Fan Podcast is hosted by Josh Jimenez, Alex Mogosa, and me, AJ Soy. Our show is produced by Kate Smith and edited by your boy, AJ. Our social media is managed by Natalia Kokulia, and our theme song, Lush Waves, is provided to us by Taylor Lewin of Underscore Audio. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.